Israel says a week and a half of this has decimated Hamas's tunnel network. Prime Minister... East Jerusalem is important to Jews, Muslims and Christians this year. In her relatives are one of 28 families fighting in court to keep their homes. Yesterday, as you can hear now, the raids are the raids are uh, uh, directly targeting the tower. Tonight in Tel Aviv, images that change everything in an escalation that has already spiraled so fast. Happy Thursday and welcome back to the podcast. I'm super excited you came back to listen to this week's topic because it is going to be very important to have a firm grasp of what is happening between Israel and Palestine going forward into the future because this has happened before in the past and we're going to discuss that and then we're going to discuss just the different motives, conflict, what other people in the um, in the U.S. and then other countries are thinking about this and how we are going to break it down into a biblical perspective. Perspective. So if you want to keep listening, that's what we are going to be talking about. So let's get to today's topic. Okay, friends, let's start today's discussion. As I said in the introduction, we are going to be breaking down the different details of what is happening in the Middle East right now. And I want to start by saying that Israel is the land that God promised the Jewish people. And what I mean by this is by Genesis 15:18, and it says, On that day the Lord made a covenant with Abraham, saying, To your offspring I give this land, which he is talking about, Israel, from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates, which is basically outlining Israel. And so we know by that verse that he is discussing the land mass and area of Israel. So I want to make that clear. As we're talking about this, um, the Jewish people has been, have been promised by God that this is their place, this is their home, this is their promised land. And again, in Ezekiel 37, 21, it says, Then say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will take the people of Israel from the nations among which they have gone, and will gather them from all around, and bring them to their own land. Again, this Ezekiel verse reinforces the covenant that God made with the Jewish people, that Israel would be their land, and that is where they would dwell and reside. And so this is why Jewish people reside in Israel. So, as we read those verses, I want to add on that Israel is going to be the main country for everyone to keep their eyes on. As we discuss this today, I want you to be aware that Israel is the place where God's chosen people are at. And when we talk about anti-Semitism, which is discrimination against Jews, we want to veer away from that because those are God's people. We don't want to discriminate against his people because 
those are his chosen people. And so we respect the Bible and we respect the truth and the holiness and the sovereignty of God's word. And so when we read it, we understand that God has put um, the Jewish people um, in his covenants. And so that is very important to look at, very important to acknowledge. And so as we are talking today, I want to make sure that it is clear that the Jewish people are God's people. Another important detail before we discuss everything that is going on is that when Jesus comes back for a second time, he will be ruling the entire earth from the city of Jerusalem, which is in Israel. We know this by 1 Kings 11.36, and many more verses are like this, where we see that God says, But to his son I will give one tribe, that my servant David may have a lamp always before me in Jerusalem, the city where I have chosen for myself to put my name. This shows that when Jesus comes back, he will be in Jerusalem. And so that is a key point for Jewish people and also Christians. To give you a little bit of geography before we move on is right now Israel has Lebanon to its north, Syria to its northeast, and Egypt to its southwest. So those are the surrounding countries of Israel. The state of Israel was created out of the region formerly known as Palestine. So Palestine was the holy land of the Bible. And if I give a brief history of what has transpired with the Jewish people from 70 AD until present time, um, let's talk a little bit about that. If we start the story with Moses, we know that Moses rescues his people from slavery in Egypt. And we know this by reading in the Bible from Genesis and Exodus. And then they go into the wilderness and they have to stay there for 40 years as a punishment for not listening to God. And then Moses and everyone over 20 years of age does not make it into the promised land because that is what God told them was going to happen. And it's Joshua and Caleb that lead the younger generation into the promised land, which is the Palestine area. And we know that the promised land was initially the land of Canaan, but it was inhabited by the Canaanites. Joshua leads his people into this land. They defeat and drive out the people who are living in the land that God wants to give them. And so the Jewish people then form a tribal confederation and form out the biblical kingdoms of Israel. Later on, the kingdom of Judea is then formed. From this time forth, the biblical kingdoms of Israel, Judah, and Judea have been the only independent sovereign nations or states that have existed in Palestine or Israel. No other groups of people have ever managed to do this after the Jewish people were driven from this land in 70 AD. Then to fast forward to 1099 AD, Christian crusaders from Europe conquered the Palestine area and took it away from the Muslims. But again, the Christian crusaders failed to make Palestine an official state or country, and then they just basically use it as a military outpost. Um, and then later on, Palestine ends up in the hands of Syria. Then from there, Syria, Palestine, falls into the hands of the Ottoman Turks. And so then after World War I, the British take Palestine over the Ottoman Turks, which results in the British then temporarily govern Palestine under the League of Nations. Again, during all of these transitions and takeovers, um, not one of these countries ever made Palestine an official country or state. So now this is where the interesting part comes in. Right around the 1850s, the Jewish people started to migrate 
back to Palestine in small droves. The land was basically like dry, is barren, desolate, and just not pretty. But the Jewish people that came back and started to farm and cultivate the land, then it started to make it flourish and prosper again, which is a good thing. The reason it was so desolate was because um, no other countries or people had ever claimed Palestine for its own. So basically, Palestine was a place that was being inhabited by different people groups, and it didn't really have an owner of its own. It didn't have people who had um, statehood, so it was being taken care of by different people who came along. So then that land, Palestine, started to flourish and prosper again due to the farming of the new Jewish settlers. After that, other people started migrating back to the land, mainly from Arab countries in the Middle East, and the Palestinians have always complained that it is the Jewish people that had dislocated them from this land. However, it was really just the opposite. So if we talk about this, it was the Jewish people who first came back and they started to make the land flourish again. Remember, they were farming, they were making it prosperous because it wasn't that way when they left and not the Palestinian Arabs. They weren't the ones who came back and made the land prosperous again. The Arabs did not start coming back until after the Jewish people had already started to migrate back and made the land flourish. So we... Um, so we can talk about how the Jewish people started all of this development back in the 1850s, and then other people started to come back into the land. Palestine then started to get a real mix of people in its land. However, it is predominantly Jewish people and Arabs that are starting to inhabit it. We're going to jump a little bit forward to give this, like I said, a brief history. Um, when World War II starts and breaks out in the early 30s, more Jewish people start coming back to Palestine, and then finally the end of World War II after going through the horrors of the Holocaust. Many Jewish people from all around the world decided to migrate back to Palestine, which is um, not actually surprising because that was their home, that was their promised land as we talked about earlier, so it was only natural for them to come back after all their people had been disintegrated because of the Nazi Germans. Also, it was a better chance of security and independence if they went back to their ancestral roots, which was Israel. But then, however, just as Jewish people were migrating back to Palestine after World War II, so were the Arabs. <laughs> so it seems like when the Jewish people come back to their land, so are the Arab people, which is not a bad thing. But finally, on May 14, 1948, the Jewish people were able to declare Israel quote-unquote, Palestine, an official state. So Palestine is now Israel, and the Arabs who were now living in Israel are called Palestinians because they are now claimed that this land belongs to them, not the Jewish people. Shortly after Israel becomes an official state under Jewish rule, the Palestinians start to get support from Arab countries, and some of these are like Egypt, Iraq, Lebanon, I think Syria and Jordan also were with them, and they side with the displaced Palestinians and start war against Israel. So the United Nations naturally has to come in and try to make peace with all these nations so that World War III doesn't come and blast out in our faces. So we have this, the United Nations are trying to take care of it, and then the Arabs in Israel are driven out 
and they are put in refugee camps in Lebanon and Syria and other of the countries that I talked about who sided with those um, Palestinians. Then, for a while, there is peace. But then people start to forget about this displaced Palestinians who are now in refugee camps and have no real home to call their own. But then now here is where the real trouble starts. We see the dislocated Palestinians in refugee camps and then a group that is formed, which is the infamous PLO, which is the Palestinian liberation organization which was organized to have resistance against israel which actually started to grow in the 1950s so other arabs finally formed the plo or the palestine liberation organization in 1964 and their goal was to literally wipe israel off the face of the map which um they blamed the jewish people for running the palestinians out of israel and they would now wage war against them by terrorist acts. So this sounds very, very much of what we're seeing now of the tension between the Jewish people and then also the Palestinians. And it's interesting because it just keeps like, history keeps kind of repeating itself where Jewish people are leaving, they're coming back, Palestinian people are either getting kicked out or leaving, and then they're coming back. And it's just very much of attention, but we also know by the Bible that Jerusalem is the city of where Jesus is coming back when he comes for his second return. But then also, I have not, I have not read the Quran, but I believe by some research that also the Muslims believe that their um, quote-unquote God is going to come back someplace in Israel and there probably is a specific place I just couldn't figure that out so now if we step back and look at the real big picture we can see that what is really going on is that God told his chosen people the Jewish people back in the Old Testament that he would bring them back to the land in the latter days and that it would be their land as an everlasting possession so this is why no other people or countries have ever declared this land as an official state. It makes sense. It makes sense that because God himself kept this from ever happening, this is why Israel is the land of the Jews. But then something that I don't understand is that I'm reading here that the Arabs in the Middle East control 99.9% .9 of the landmass. So wouldn't it make sense to just let the Jewish people have only one-tenth of a percent of the entire landmass in the Middle East. For some reason, this is so huge, and we know this because spiritual warfare, and something that I don't know if I've talked about on this podcast, but it is so evident. Spiritual warfare is happening all around us, and you have to be aware of it because it is something hard to understand, but it is something that is happening because... God put his people back in the land. He made it non-occupied for all this time so that his people would come back. And then the Palestinians want this land. If we look back in the Bible, it is very important that the Palestinians have Israel. But then it is also very important that the Jewish people have Israel. And Christians have Israel. Because that is when our Jesus and King is coming back for a second time. Now that we know the history, the background, why they're fighting, 
all the things we've discussed it we're coming to a close here um we need to talk about what is the united states stance right now and why it needs to change because honestly if we are going to remain a god-fearing country we are going to have to make some decisions that are going to need to change so that we stay in the right side of god and honestly i i'm kind of thinking in my mind that this might not happen and we might have to come to um here let me word this right um we even though there are so many christians in the u.s this might mean that the united states will not be well actually i'm gonna let dr mark hitchcock tell you himself why i and so many other americans do not think that america will be around for the end times and i cannot say this is factually in the bible because there are a lot of countries in the bible that are not mentioned but it is very interesting and i'll let him explain it to you why it is interesting that a huge country like america is not mentioned in the bible in the end times so let me play this clip and have a listen well, that's a big question everybody always asks. You know, where's American Bible prophecy? In fact, it's probably the most asked question I get as I travel around. People want a, an answer to that question. We get a little I, nervous when it doesn't appear to be a chess player. Well, that's the right. They do. And, you know, you know, some people would say, well, America's just not mentioned. Like a lot of places aren't mentioned in the Bible. Not every country is mentioned. But to me, the fact that America is the greatest economic, political, military uh, might that's ever existed in the world, if America were a key player in the end times, you'd think we'd be mentioned in Scripture. A lot of people find America in, in, uh, in Revelation 17 and 18 and say, you know, America, or maybe even some would say New York City, you know, Wall Street is this great uh, end-time system uh, that's called Babylon there. Um, I don't hold that view. It's possible, but I don't hold that view. I think Babylon there in, in Revelation 17 and 18 is Babylon, uh, the city of Babylon over in Iraq. I think it's going to be rebuilt. There's already things happening there today, and, and you know, it's right in the middle of two-thirds of the world's oil. So I think that's going to be, that, that's Babylon. And well, what I always like to say is God didn't give us prophecy to scare us, but to prepare us. Mm -hmm. God didn't give us these things to scare us. And if we have our faith and our hope in Jesus Christ, we have a refuge. That's the only refuge mm -hmm. we have in this mm -hmm. world. And you, know, you look at this world, man can't solve the problems of this world. We try, and I think we should continue to do the best that we can. I want to make sure that it is clear that even though America is not mentioned in the end times or it's not written there, it is not something to be worried about as a Christian because we always will have the faith. We will always, when we put our trust in Jesus Christ because he died for our sins, he rose again on the third day, and he is coming back again to take us to heaven, we do not need to be worried because we have already trusted in God. And I hope that is clear. And if you have not already trusted as Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I pray daily that you would do it. I pray that someone would intercept your path, that something will grab your attention that will show you who the Lord is and how great he is and how much he can help you get through this thing we call life and that we can't do it alone. We need someone who has created us, a higher being, to help us with these different difficult stages in life. I personally do not think that President Biden can walk on the line between support of Israel and Palestine. If, and it makes sense for his um, 
party to side with Palestine because it is not predominantly Christian in the Democratic Party because conservatives and just Christians in general tend to side with Israel because that is what the Lord has called us to support and not discriminate against the Jewish people. So that is why we side with Israel. That's why it's so hard to see Joe Biden um, side with Palestine because it shows that he has no biblical knowledge of what Israel is. And something that the U.S. has done is they have supported Israel and backed them up in defense and policy, and they have supplied them of tens of billions of dollars in aid and weapons. And now some within the Democratic Party are questioning that support, and they're challenging President Biden's handling of the Gaza conflict. And then, so, the left wants us to support Palestine because they have, quote-unquote, um, not found their home yet, but they've never made... Um, Palestine, their home state, or they never made it a nation, unlike the Jewish people who took the time and effort to do that. So it's very interesting to see that. And the reason why I discourage the U.S. of taking the side of Palestine is that God does not look favorably on people who do not, or who turn their back on Israel. So we see this in the Old Testament, we see this in the New Testament, and so us knowing that it should be a straight answer that we will back up Israel, but that's not what we're seeing right now. And so this is basically a wrap-up of what everything is, what everything is happening, we know why they are fighting, we know what side pretty much America is on. And I hope this podcast episode helps you understand what is happening, the history behind it. I tried to simplify it as easy as possible. It's very interesting to understand because it's it's just ongoing conflict. And I hope you stay around for next week's podcast episode. I think it's going to be a good one as well. And so thank you guys so much for listening. If you do have any questions, I would love and I would be open to answering those and you can reach me through Instagram or any of the contact information I put in my bio of this podcast. I hope you like this week's podcast episode. It was really interesting to dive into the history, try to figure out what is happening because the news has been so biased towards this. And so I hope this gave you a clear mind of what is happening and how to support them. So thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you are in continual prayer for Israel. I am. And I just hope that the best is yet to come for that country and I cannot wait to see how God is going to use them how God is going to use this to continue his sovereign plan thank you guys so much for listening I'll see you next week bye guys